0: And welcome back to another episode of Becoming No One. I'm your host, Big Taj. And today we're going to discuss the laws of cosmic awareness. Now, I know at first I said I was going to allow y'all to read up on these you know, by yourself, but I decided that I'm not even about to put y'all enough out in the field like that. So today we're going to take a moment just to talk about some of the laws of cosmic awareness, y'all. When I say there's like over like 440 of these, we're not going to be able to get through all of them, but I just wanted to pull out some that I feel like are really significant, some that are the main ones that most people talk about and then I'll also give y'all some honorable mention- mentions at the end. This is something you should be looking into because it's going to be able to give you clarity on why things happen the way they do in this physical plane why our experiences are the way that they are and etc so um, today is going to be really interesting we're going to talk about a lot of them and I'm so excited to hear y'all feedback on this and to see if y'all have questions because some of these laws as I was going through them I was just like wait so that means this and that means that wait these people have been lying to us so I can't wait to share this message with y'all today So the cosmic laws are basically the personality traits of the infinite living mind throughout the multiverse or its characteristics. Um, They're also what people are referring to when they say universal laws or laws of nature. But please understand that nature is much more than what we consider it to be in this physical realm. It includes the unseen and seen realms as well. So what's invisible to us in our five senses and what we can actually sense with our five senses as well. Okay. So the effects of the laws of nature is seen in the physical world, but it has its source in higher dimensions, um, which we already talked about things happen on that mental and spiritual plane before it ever happens in this physical plane. All right. Now these higher dimensions are actually called archetypes. And if y'all remember, we talked about archetype archetypes in the episode about how the universe was created. And these archetypes basically contain the map a blueprint for all life that is manifested and nature's phenomenon in that specific design. Okay. So that means that everything we see in the physical world has a specific archetype that it reflects it's hard to separate the laws and forces of nature from the beings that embody them and nature's intelligence. So let's revisit it a little bit so that we can start to kind of dive into these archetypes or understand archetypes, bring it back to our purview, right? So the the elementals and angels are forces of nature and they are identical to nature. So that means that anything that is manifested on the same plane or in the same dimension follows that same archetype, okay? So we talked about this again, when we were talking about planets and how galaxies contain certain archetypes and they're not similar to other galaxies. So our galaxy is the only galaxy that has specific archetypes and they're based off of planets, right? So we know Mars is the planet of war. Venus is the planet of love and beauty. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and abundance, right? And most people born under those planets like Aries for Mars, Sagittarius for Jupiter, Libras and Tauruses for Venus share certain characteristics in common. That's what I mean by archetypes. There is a specific energy that is possessed by that unit of things that come from this manifestation that exist across all beings that come from that manifestation. So to reiterate, cosmic laws are how cosmic intelligence expresses itself. Without them, creation would not exist in any world or any dimension, okay? It basically sets the rules for that or the characteristics of things coming from that manifestation. So I want to point out that if this is true, then there is no such thing as phenomena, coincidences, paranormal, supernatural miracles, right? Because those things are just a way for science to explain things outside of our conscious awareness, things that we don't understand. And everything has its place in the grand scheme scheme of things. So this comes from our ignorance about the spiritual side of things, our ignorance about the mental side of things, our ignorance about other levels of intelligence existing outside of ourselves okay so it's also important to note that some cosmic laws are specific to certain dimensions but the potential of them still exist across every dimension okay so there's a specific law that functions only in the mental spiritual or physical planes for example time and space are confined to the physical dimension okay separation is also confined to the physical dimension which means you can only experience this illusion or archetype when 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 you are in the physical plane, they are made by our human mind and our human consciousness. It's also made by like animal consciousness, but they don't actually live in this infinite living mind. They're just creations of this physical plane. Okay. Another example is reincarnation reincarnation only exists in these lower realms so before we get into the cosmic laws i want to first say that again this list is not inclusive okay these are just the ones that i think are the most important for us to go over Um, but what you need to understand is that everything is controlled and governed by these cosmic laws okay regardless of how you feel about them whether you deny them or you accept them they are still going to exist okay so they're immutable they can't really be changed but they can be transcended just like the hermetic principles okay and a lot of these laws are sub laws to the hermetic principles. All right. So these laws are always working, whether you see the effects or not, when we learn these laws, we are able to understand ourselves in life much better. Okay. So in this physical plane, The cosmic laws are seen by their effects, being that the cause usually happens in a higher dimension. For example, anything that we create starts in the mental plane, right? First, it was a thought, then it is manifested into this physical realm. So you can't really see the thought or the cause, but you see the effects or the manifestation of that cause. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Everything that's in this physical realm starts somewhere else before it comes here. So this is important because... As we learn the causes of some of these phenomenon, we can start to learn, apply, and abide by these cosmic laws. Then eventually, we can learn to use them to our benefit. It allows us to be able to avoid the pain and suffering that comes with existing in this lower realm or in this lower vibration. And this is how you become like a co-creator with the universe, a co-creator with God, a master of your life, right? A master of these laws is what we refer to as like the adepts. And remember when we talked about the planes of existence, the adepts live where the light workers live. That's where the teachers, the masters, the guides. Okay. You can do that while you're in this physical plane. Also understand that all of these laws are interconnected. So when you invoke one law, you set several other laws into motion. Okay. And every cosmic law has sub laws. So the sub laws may be neutralized, superseded or transcended by higher laws. So like, hermetic principle, etc. Um let me give you an example, okay? So the law of karma, which is the principle of cause and effect, can be transcended by the law of grace or mercy, okay? So say that you were to hurt somebody and um this hurt basically caused them to want to seek revenge on you, right? But you notice that you were wrong, so you went to them, you owned up to your mistake and basically, um, you tell them, you know what, I know that I was wrong and I'm going to compensate you in some way. This could actually at the very least neutralize the revenge plot. And maybe even it'll lead to them forgiving you. Okay. That comes through this law of Gracie and mercy, which mercy, which we'll talk about in just a second. But can you see how these higher laws can help us to transcend these sub laws or these cosmic laws? Now understand as we review these laws, um these were put together by metaphys uh, metaphysicians, occult teachers, etc. um and that not every law is fully understood by us because of the level of consciousness that we are at. So you'll also hear different names for some of the same laws, but don't get hung up in the labels. Just pay attention to what the law is actually saying. Now, in addition, some of these laws may seem to contradict each other. That is due to this illusion or our misinterpretation or misunderstanding of some of these laws again we have to realize that most of us cannot see past our own awareness or, um, past our consciousness level. So, uh, on some of these, we are going to lack understanding, but it's because it, there's a part that we just don't understand because we're not capable of understanding at this point. So um, what I want to say is take everything with a grain of salt. Do your own research, okay? This should be basically just a guideline to your own study, your research, and your application of these laws. Don't go with what I say. Don't go with any of these spiritual gurus are saying, okay? Take the information that they're giving you or that I'm giving you and do your own research. Do your own due diligence by this so that... Um, You're making sure that you're getting correct information and you see the consistency and the patterns in people's uh, information before you just lock on to it. And just some advice, the best way to look at these cosmic laws is to meditate on them, okay? Turn to your inner guidance on each cosmic law or even the principles from the last four episodes, okay? Through meditation, you start to have revelations that will unlock different layers of understanding, okay? How do they work? How do we apply them, etc.? Because you're attuning your mind to the mind of the infinite living mind, okay? This is what we call pure knowing and according to like the tree of life, knowing is the hidden key to unlock the universe, okay? So you have to go within, meditate on these principles. If you are not understanding something, Just meditate on it for a week, and I'm telling you, it'll be like an onion and it'll start to unfold right in front of your eyes, okay? Now, another way to use these laws is to consult them every time you experience a psychic phenomenon or something that you cannot explain, because more than likely, a cosmic law can be applied for clarity. And if you can't find a law, um, it's okay. Because again, it might not have been discovered yet because this is still all a working process. We are all still living, learning and growing. OK, um, that's what this age of Aquarius is about is being exposing the truth and us learning, growing and evolving right as a collective consciousness. All right. A lot of us are violating these laws every day, which in turn causes mental, spiritual, emotional and physical issues or manifestations. So once you know better, you have to do better. OK, so if you're not ready for this episode, turn it off. All right. Because once you do know better, you have to do better. Otherwise, you're always going to be in this internal conflict. And you may even manifest some health issues because of this, because health issues come from imbalanced chakras, right? So once you start to stand in your light or you become one with this. True authentic self by walking in this path of alignment These laws will start to appear to you more and more and your understanding of these laws will develop as well Okay, so next we're going to get into them and basically just start unpacking some of these main ones And then i'll give you all the honorable mentions at the end So the first law that we're going to review is called the universal law And this tells us that knowledge or awareness that all living things have within it vitality That strengthens to gather from itself all things necessary for it to grow in its fruition right? So this basically tells you that you literally have everything that you need to grow and evolve inside of you. You don't need a damn thing externally. Okay. So go within and you'll find what you are looking for. Our DNA stores generational information. Okay. We have a universal library inside of us. And not only that, our guides are here to help us, but we have to first connect or align our finite mind with the infinite mind, which takes practice. And that practice is called meditation. I can't say it until I'm blue in the face. And like I said, I never thought I was going to be one of them girlies, but here we are. Meditation is how you practice this. So next, we're going to talk about the law of karma. OK, now, this is the same thing as the principle of cause and effect It's basically like a sub law of that. So what you put into motion with your thoughts, words and deeds has effects and consequences. OK, so your thoughts, your words, your wills, your desires, those are all actions. OK, so let me say that again. Your thoughts, your words, your wheels, your desires, those are actions. So that means that you are doing something when you are experiencing a thought, a word, an action. OK, it is setting into motion a vibration. All right. Now, positive causes will have positive effects. Negative causes will have negative effects. OK, if you notice the pattern here. All right. There is no such thing as good or bad karma because That is just an illusion we experience from being on a lower realm. As humans, we have access to this thing called judgment, right? But that doesn't really exist in the higher planes because judgment comes from this illusion of separation, which is a specific archetype that is experienced in the physical plane and in lower planes, okay? So the reason I point this out is because people speak about karma as this force that goes and gets your lick back, right? And it punishes people for their wrongdoings. And that's just not accurate. But it makes sense from our level of consciousness, though. That's what we're experiencing. That's what we see, right? But the law of karma is actually a neutral law. And it's meant to teach us lessons. And sometimes those lessons happen to be hard lessons. Sometimes we got to bump our fucking head because we put this energy out there that needs to be rebalanced, okay? So there's no such thing as chance, coincidence, or accidents. We just either aren't aware of the law of karma or it's, or its function, basically. So the law of karma is also referred to as the law of boomerang because what you put out, you're going to get back. Okay. But people don't understand that karma isn't always instant. And sometimes you can neutralize its effects before it returns to you by using other laws to set the balance back, like the law of mercy, the law of grace. In addition to that, the law of karma is also not always negative, which is what we tend to focus on in this reality. OK, so y'all know how I've been preaching about y'all managing y'all thoughts and y'all emotions, right? Well, this is the application of the law of karma, because if you think positive thoughts and feelings, you move your physical condition or state into wholeness or positivity. Now, let's take a moment to talk about sin. All right, which is considered to be a non-entity or a non-reality um, by occult leaders. Okay, now sin in its very name, right, is a mistake. Okay, and a mistake just means a false take or a mistake. Okay, and we can always bounce back from a mistake. Now, sins don't govern men's lives, even though we are taught that through religion. They say that no sin is greater than the other and that we are going to be judged by our sins. And if we violate them, then we're going to hell. This is all a scare tactic to keep you obedient to rules and laws created by men. This is not real. Okay. Sin is just the feeling of guilt, which they condition through religion. It is self-imposed based on your belief system. Okay. AKA we have been conditioned to believe certain things. Okay. Because like embarrassment, guilt is internal. Nobody can make you feel embarrassed or guilty if you don't feel it internally yourself. Okay, so occultists look at sin as a conditioned pattern of thought. Sin is non-existent. However, we are still governed by the law of karma. So don't think you can just go around doing people wrong and making mistakes without feeling the consequences. Okay, this law is meant to help you grow through your mistakes. But if you keep choosing the same pattern of behavior, the law of karma will catch up to that ass. So it's like you play stupid games and you win stupid prizes. All right. Now this law goes into effect when you commit actions against yourself or others that affect their welfare. All right. The divine justice of the universe says that just payment must be made to restore the balance. So that means self-hate, self-hate puts karma on you as well. So you got to make sure you're giving yourself grace, you loving on yourself, you not blaming yourself for stuff that don't have nothing to do with you, okay? Being able to separate yourself from other people's judgments of you, all of that is taken into account. So next let's discuss the law of grace and the law of mercy that we've been talking about, okay? Now this law can be invoked When you are overwhelmed by the effects of the negative karmic effects that you have been creating, okay, this law will help you to lighten the burdens by temporarily stopping the effects from manifesting so that your soul can regain its composure. Okay, and this is done through like prayer. Okay, you need there is this divine intelligence or who we described in the astral realm episode as being the four Deva Rajas or the four cardinal points that are mentioned mentioned in Ezekiel in the Bible. It's also mentioned in the secret doctrine. Okay. And these four Deva Rajas are who we said were responsible for handing out karma, right? So what they'll basically do is wait until you're equipped to handle it and then they'll give it to you then okay so as explained earlier this law can neutralize the law of karma which is determined by whether the person learned their lesson or not whether you feel guilty for it or you have repented or not whether you're willing to compensate or make it up to the person or yourself okay because self-inflicted harm is also encompassed in this okay because yes when you do yourself dirty Like negative self-talk, you have to answer for that as well. Um, Or finally, whether you have asked for help through the law of grace, through prayer or manifestation, whatever you choose to call it. Okay. So the law of grace or mercy has a sub law called the law of forgiveness. And this is what tells us that if you want to be forgiven for your wrongdoings that you're doing against other people, whether it's moments of infringing upon their will, um, affecting their welfare, right? Then you must first be forgiving towards the people who are doing that same thing to you. Okay. So if you're unforgiving and you're holding on to grudges, you get what you give. You first have to be a forgiving person in order for you to be forgiven. Now, there's also something called a violet ray, and this can be invoked by certain uh, Tibetan prayers or in Islamic prayers, but it's the most effective at neutralizing negative karma. And it contains like visualizations, invocations, and decrees. And this is not just negative karma from this life cycle as well, okay? Okay. Um, It can come from your past lives as well This is why sometimes when you are on your spiritual journey It feels like everything is getting worse instead of getting better It's because the negative karma has to be released In order for you to get what you're trying to manifest, okay And sometimes that's negative karma that you're not even aware of Okay, so instead of waiting You can ask for the karma to be cleared or even become delusional about it And every day when you wake up Say that you basically got cleared all your karma from the day before And you're free of karma You can keep telling yourself that too because eventually it will um, be a thing it just might set into motion the same thing that Maldivite sets into motion (laughs) I don't know if y'all remember that but there was a trend that was going around about two years ago where people were wearing Maldivite Maldivite is a crystal right it's a dark black crystal and the people who were you know buying this Maldivite it's like darkish greenish like black and the people who are buying this and wearing the Maldivite would literally, their life would fall the fuck apart. I'm talking about everything imaginable would happen, but then their life would come together in a way that was so fucking profound. And Maldivite is like a crystal that people typically use to basically release karma. Next, we're going to talk about the law of motion. And this is like the law of vib- vibration or comes from the law of vibration. This law um, basically tells us that everything in the multiverse is moving and nothing sits still. Motion is life. And since everything is moving at different, rates there's no such thing as death because everything that is moving is alive okay so death doesn't actually exist anywhere in the universe just like sin does not exist anywhere you make mistakes and then you correct the mistakes and learn from them okay so if you refuse to move or change in this life then you're going against the nature of the universe and your true purpose or your will in this life which just leads to evolutionary stagnation where you refuse to learn and grow which in turn leads to suffering because You're basically swimming upstream, babe. If you're refusing to change, you're literally going against the natural laws of the universe because everything is always fucking changing. Okay. Also, understand that movement does not always mean in a straight line either. In fact, a lot of us move in circles, in in curves, in spirals, in loops, back and forth. Okay. Movement does not have to be linear. Okay. So, for example, we view time as being like linear and we divide it into three parts past, present, and future. However, if time were truly linear, then there would be no way that psychics or mediums or prophets could see the future before it happened, okay? Which leads to the conclusion that time is non-linear linear, and it does not exist anywhere else but here. It is a figment of human consciousness imagination, Okay. We are the only people who are experiencing it. And it's because that energy here on these lower planes have been slowed down so much so that we are able to see the separation. Next, we have the law of becoming. And this law was made popular in ancient Greece by Heraclitus, I believe is what his name is. Um, It's H-E-R-A-C-L-I-T-U-S. But this tells us that movement or motion results in change in magnitude, nature, position and characteristics. So, if something is moving, then it is constantly transforming, okay? So that means that inertia does not exist either because it is by definition stagnation, retrogressive, it's non-evolutionary and non-progressive. So it violates this law of progression of us continuously changing and evolving, right? So for example, you cannot die. You shed this body so that you can continue to evolve and progress, okay? So death is just a transformation, a transition or a change of state, Everything is always in a state of becoming and we, along with other entities, have the ability to direct this becoming and choose what we become, okay, because we have this law of free will as well. Next, we have the law of evolution, and this is the positive effect of the law of becoming because when you are evolving, you are getting closer to this God consciousness, this God self, right? Returning to the all, right? So if you aren't evolving, then you are regressing into lower states of consciousness. This causes great damage to your life stream or your vitality, okay? That's why depression and um anxiety when you're experiencing those things all of a sudden you're exhausted it's like you don't have the energy to do anything for anything and it's because you're regressing in consciousness a lot of times what happens in depression and anxiety is we give the fuck up we be like you know what I'm over this shit I'm just gonna lay in bed until this shit is over right and that actually has detrimental effects on our vitality right and our vitality is housed in the same place as our creativity All right, so a lot of people are, you know, having creative blocks, and it's not because you're not creative, especially women, because we are literally designed to create, okay? It's not that, it's that you're depressed and your vitality has been affected by that depression, okay? So those people too, which this makes me think about this, um, those people who like act like animals or act like babies on the internet or whatever, they're actually out of alignment with their soul's alignment because our consciousness level is just naturally higher than animals. Okay. Our consciousness level level now is higher than it was when we were babies. Okay. So you have to continue to grow because evolution is expanding your consciousness and that improves your soul's quality of life. Next, we'll talk about the law of reincarnation, and this law is often referred to as rebirth or transmigration, okay, but it is mentioned in the Bible. In Jewish communities, they call it the Gilgal, and also taught in Hinduism, Taoism, Buddhism, whatever, okay? Now, this law tells us that we periodically reincarnate through the divine spark of God into the physical realm so that we can evolve and spiritually grow through learning, through discipline, through remembrance, right? Remembering who we are, but as we go through this process, we create karma that creates a karmic bondage that not only prolongs our soul's stay on this physical realm, but it also causes our soul to forget its life purpose as well. Now, whether you believe reincarnation or not, these laws are going to exist whether you accept them or not. Now, I want to make sure y'all didn't miss this, but this law also confirms that you. Have karma from your past lives because, and if in your past life you never woke up to your true, authentic self and you stayed in the same place, you never changed you, whatever you built up all this karma. So now, not only do you have to relearn the lesson that you were supposed to learn, but now you have to fix. And balance out all this karma from your previous life as well. Okay. Now, next, we're going to talk about the law of correspondence or the law of reflection. We're not going to go too deep into this because we talked about this when we talked about the Hermetic principle um, of correspondence. But basically, um, basically, this says that everything has a relation, right? And I want to give you a couple examples just because I feel like I didn't completely cover this part of it in the other Hermetic principles episode. Okay, so. The saying that we're made in God's image actually comes from this principle. Um, So the universe is not only outside of us, but inside of us. So if you want to change your environment, you start internally and the external will follow. Okay. As above, so below, this is the same thing. Okay. In addition to that, certain manifestations have a relation to others of a different kind. And what I mean by that is every manifestation has its own frequency and vibration, but it can still relate to completely different manifestations because although they are different octaves, they resonate with each other. Okay. So let me give you an example. Mars, the planet resonates with the color red. It resonates with the metal iron. It resonates with the gemstone Ruby. Okay. They're not the same frequency, but they're in the same category. Okay. They're in the same octave maybe. So yes, these are all four different things, but they relate to each other because they resonate on the same frequency level. Okay. Now, in addition to what we think and feel consciously and subconsciously creates our reality, so our inner conditions are affecting our outer conditions. Okay. The law of analogy relates to this law. And that tells us that things that are not alike have like qualities, for example, dying is really you being born into another realm next we're going to talk about the law of duality okay and first and foremost duality is an illusion but it's experienced by human and animal consciousness so it's worth us talking about it a little bit okay this again comes from that law of polarity but says that everything can be divided into two completely opposite concepts or forces but each contain the essence of the other so again it's the same thing just being experienced at different degrees and within this law of duality is this law of opposites okay which Relates to duality and polarity too, because it represents the opposite poles of all levels of becoming. Okay. Next, we'll talk about the law of trinity. This can be seen in many religions, like Christianity. We have the Holy Trinity. In Hinduism, they have something that's called Trimurti. It's the Brahma, the Venu, and the Shiva. These all come from the law of creation. Now, I'm sorry if I butchered that. Okay, but. I'm just trying to give y'all real references that we can relate to. Okay, so this law tells us that in order for a manifestation to occur, there must be two parts of different properties that can marry and create complete unification. And the union between these three parts creates a new creation. So a good example of this is when people have sex. Okay, the man and the woman come together to create the baby, which is born with the essence and genes of both, although it may differ in appearance. Okay, on the mental plane, this can be seen in ideas, a thesis, and an antithesis, which create a dynamic new idea, okay? Every manifestation is an effect of two causes- one is primary, one is secondary, one is active, one is passive, one is feminine, one is masculine, and so on and so forth. Okay. It also speaks to the trinity that can be found in all things. For example, God is considered to be uh, thought of as like a light, life, and love, where energy expresses itself through stability, restlessness, and orderlessness. And you can find like three characteristics in basically everything, is what this basically is saying. Next, we have the law of seven, and this is usually referred to as an exoteric law. Um, exoteric just means like knowledge that we are aware of, where esoteric means it's hidden knowledge, meaning that the mass public doesn't have access to that knowledge. OK, I um, and it's really considered to be esoteric because it can be seen everywhere in our reality, like colors of the rainbow. There's seven colors, right? Musical scales, seven Uh, scales in the octave, seven notes in the octave, seven levels of consciousness, seven planes of existence, seven cosmic rays of light, etc. And the reason why it's not considered to be esoteric because in the esoteric, you know, that 12 is really big. Okay. So if you really look at the musical notes, right, there are extra notes in the octave. If you look at the hidden rays of the seven cosmic rays, there are five of them. So they all end up equaling up to like 12 or 13. Okay, so this law comes from the law of one being manifested on this physical plane. I just want to men- wanted to mention that because we talk about the seven chakras. The seven, like seven has come up a lot. And I just wanted to let y'all know there's a cosmic law that that kind of confirms that. There's Next is the law of magnetism. Now, this is what tells us that every living thing or thing that is moving has a magnetic field around it. Humans call this the aura. So this is actually a sub law to the law of attraction because every magnetic field possesses polarity or dual qualities which obey the law of attraction all right so magnetic fields are influential in nature so anyone that comes within six feet of you can be affected by your frequency and vibration so the influence is not a physical one but can reproduce physical effects that can be seen like changes in mood etc okay and this process is called induction next we'll talk about the law of sex and this is only visible on the physical plane but this is what tells us that male and female aspects are attracted to each other naturally okay this is a sub law of the law of gender which makes me question some aspects of our reality that we're experiencing and that's being pushed on us right now um next is the law of love and this law puts the welfare of others above itself it's closely related to all that we consider to be good so this law is force that denies the negative pole of polarity okay love is the path of least resistance because you are in complete adoration and protection of the beloved all right so um What you need to understand about this, though, is that you're not resisting the evil or the darkness, but you're exposing it. Right. Because this is where what's done in the dark comes into the light comes from. Light is the physical manifestation of love, which illuminates. Right. And you can see all that is hidden. All right. So it's not a resistance, but an exposing of truth kind of comes through this law. Next, we'll talk about the law of gratitude. This law comes with this pure knowing that your good deeds are going to be rewarded by nature. So, showing appreciation for what you already have, who you already are, so that the appropriate gifts can come in and show up for you. Next, we have the law of patience. And this tells us that we all have our season and our turn, and we cannot be skipped, okay? So, this comes from that law of rhythm. All things have their season or their time where their energy supports proper fruition, where action is applied. Meaning that if you are constantly being consistent with something, you will reap the benefits of whatever you're paying attention to. Okay, But you need to exercise patience because we live in this physical dimension where everything does not happen instantaneous. Okay, There's a lag, there's a separation. So patience is needed. Next, we have the law of respect. And I love this one because it says that there must be a certain level of appreciation or respect or care that comes to expanding and evolving. Right. And if you don't respect what you are attempting to attempting to discover, then you will never see all of its beauty. Okay. It's only when you take a second look or you treat something with care that you gain access to its layers and its depth. And because everything is living, you should be respecting it anyway. Literally the chair sitting next to you is living. Okay. Because it holds a vibration and motion is life. All right. Next is the law of example. And I really want to take a moment to talk about this because of what has been happening with Meg and Nicki Minaj child. Listen, the law of example says that any being or entity that is in a significant position has to serve as examples to others. So all that I didn't sign up to be a role model stuff is dead by celebrities. Because whether you like it or not, once you are in a significant position and you have all these eyes on you, you have to lead by example, period. Okay, because people are going to be following you and it's going to set into emotion motion certain vibrations and other and patterns in other people based off what you are doing. Okay, now I don't want to be talking about this, but I'm going to mention it because I feel like it needs to be said now this is happening right now with Nicki Minaj she has created this environment of hatred towards other people okay and anybody who questions her antics whatever she has been weaponizing her fan base against them for a very long time who follow her example okay so they only act in the light of her Okay, so that means that she is acting and she is doing the same things that they are doing and they're following the leader is monkey see monkey do that is where this comes from. Okay, and when you are operating out of this low vibration, you create tragedy and you create havoc in your wake. Okay, so when you service power greed and lust you create tragedy when you serve love service and sharing you create freedom joy beauty and peace. We are seeing the physical manifestation of this now, okay? It could not exist unless she set the example for it. Now, I ain't saying that's a diss to Nicki Minaj or they situation. I'm using it as an example because it's something that we can reference right now. Now, Barb's, don't play with me. I'm the right one. Now, next we'll talk about the law of tolerance. Okay. And this law is the law that allows us to see through people's mask and straight through to their divinity. Okay. It's what allows us, the God in us to speak directly to the God in other people. Okay. So we're able to see through their armor, right? We're able to see through their ignorance and stupidity. We're also able to see through their greed and power. Okay. Even after all the pain and suffering, we see the person and, that recognition gives us tolerance and even inspires us to speak to them with care and respect and speak to them with love. Okay. Speaking life into them, y'all. Now I have a good example of this. Now my mama is like tough as nails. Everybody who I went to school with, like if I was working a job, um, It don't matter what the situation was. If I said I was going to call my mama, they were shaking in their motherfucking boots. Okay. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that me and my mom are a lot more alike than I thought we was because she used to like basically shame me for being sensitive or whatever. And, you know, it caused a lot of trauma that I had to unpack later, but it really comes from her never being protected and her having to put up this armor. And she's not that way, but I had to create a safe space for her because that's never been created. Right. And once I did that and I start speaking life into her and I start telling her like, hey, you don't have to be like that around me. If you feel some type of way, stop diminishing your feelings to me. If you feel some type of way, rightfully fucking so, I would have burnt this whole shit down. Right. I speak life into her all the time because I see her divinity. I see it. So this is the, the principle or the law that allows us to see through to people's potential. Okay, now, let me be clear, that does not mean that you should stay in a situation just because you see somebody's divinity and you see somebody's potential, they may never meet your expectations. Okay, so you have to figure out who the person is right now. And if you can tolerate it. Now, if you can't tolerate it, walk away. Okay, but that's what calls tolerance is that we can see people's potential, we can see people's divinity, but that's not an excuse for us to stay and accept abuse. Next, we have the law of unity. And this is the law that tells us that there is no separateness and it acknowledges that there's a division that we are experiencing, but stresses oneness. Okay. There's also the law of eternal unfulfillment. Okay. And this tells us that we can never have complete fulfillment in any moment, because if there was, then there would not be any motion and the universe is in constant motion. So every moment has everything that it needs that is essential to that moment. So every moment is incomplete and every moment has something that is present, total, incomplete about it. Okay. Understanding this law is how we get rid of greed because we cannot have everything. Everything is not going to be perfect and you may never reach full fulfillment. Okay. That's what this law says. Next is the law of honesty. And this is a law that tells us to see everything as it is without attempting to unsee it or alter it for the purpose of advancing or because of fear. Okay. This is what tells us to take everything at face value. All right, there's also a law of courage. And this is very, y'all, when I read this, I had so many thoughts going through my head. Okay. Now, this is what tells us that fear departs when action is present. Okay. So, the law of courage tells us that courage is the ability to not only face a danger, but to risk an action to diffuse that danger. Okay. So the risk must actually match the degree of danger. So I'm not going to lie. I need a little bit of clarity myself on this because are you telling me that if somebody is putting my life in danger and I have a reaction in self-defense and the other person perishes because of that action, then I am still operating in line with the law of courage because it was a necessary action because I was matching the threat. Y'all tell me what y'all think in the comments about that because to me it sounds like anything in self-defense right we shouldn't even be getting prosecuted or anything for that because it aligns with this law of courage right you were following the laws of the universe I don't know y'all tell me because you know they always trying to jack us up right next we have the law of attention and this tells us that what we focus on creates our reality because our forces create energy transmissions that influence the object or outcome we are holding our attention on. OK, so whatever you focus on, you create. It comes from this law of attention. There's also something called the law of vacuum. Now, I talked about this on TikTok today. If y'all been following me, OK, um, keep liking, commenting, and sharing because TikTok is trying to suppress my content. So this is what tells you, um, that nothing new can come in if there is no space for it to exist. Okay. Solidarity does not create space for movement. So if you want further progression or movement in your life, you need to get rid of things that are not aligned with you anymore, okay? And through doing this, you create movement, you create growth, and you create opportunities to rebuild on a better foundation, okay? Now, the reason this happens is because the universe seeks to fill every void, hole, or emptiness. Now, the example that I gave on TikTok is when you actually start to raise your consciousness, right? You actually create this void behind you or this emptiness. And because the universe is always striving to fill these voids, right, Um, it'll start to suck in the people that are around you into this vacuum that's behind you or this void that's behind you. And now their consciousness starts to raise along with you. Okay. So this is what I mean when I say, if you want to fix the world, fix yourself first. Okay. Because by raising your consciousness, you force other people to raise theirs as well, because the universe naturally wants you to fill this void. Now this is also seen in that. If y'all remember last season, I kept telling you all to watch spirit science. Um, the world history episode and they talked about how there was a void in Atlantis at the top of Atlantis right there was a void which pulled in these entities to that void to fill the void okay that makes a lot more sense if we apply this law of vacuum now we talked about the law of paradox when we were talking about the hermetic principles but I'm just going to reiterate this this basically just says that two things can exist at once although multiple of these laws may seem to contradict each other. Um, They all hold a truth. We just are not at the level of consciousness that we need to be to understand what separates them, what makes them different. Okay. Next is called the law of magical names. Now y'all, I couldn't wait. I could not wait to talk about this because I'm going to tell y'all what I heard on TikTok. Okay. Now this is what tells us that there is a connection between the name and the thing being named. So if Someone has your full name. They are able to have control over you, okay? Because a lot of us don't see our names as labels of who we are. We see when when people ask us who we are, we usually say our name, okay? And people are able to direct certain energy towards us by knowing what our true name is, okay? So the true name is related to this vibrational value or the frequency of our soul, So I honestly think this is why a lot of black people intuitively have nicknames, okay? And maybe it wasn't intuitive. Maybe it was an intentional thing, okay? There was this girl on TikTok who does like a lot of witchy stuff. And she was basically saying that you should make up a name for your true self or your soul and not tell anybody what that is. And when you're praying over yourself or you're trying to protect yourself or, you know, doing like a protection ritual, whatever the case may be, you want to use this specific name because that is what you recognize as being like your soul or your true self. All right. And because you believe that that's your soul or your true self, you add an extra layer of protection over yourself from certain spiritual attacks aimed at you because they don't have the right name. Yes, that is your name and that's what you go by. But that's not who you think you are. You think you are this other name that you have created. So if you don't have an alter ego or if you have an alter ego and everybody know that name, make a name for your true self and your soul self. Don't share that with anybody. Okay. And when you put protection over yourself, when you pray for yourself, when you are talking about your soul, use that name. Next, we have the law of group consciousness. And this is what tells us that we are stronger together. Your individual power is that you can transform your personal reality. However, A group of individuals possess the power to transform a collective reality if you come together for a common purpose. All right. Now, there's also something called the law of co-creation, which tells us that two people working together for a common similar goal is energetically equivalent to four people working together. So when you work with other people for a common goal, you actually increase your energetic vibration by two okay so you multiply you almost double in the amount of power that you have which is fucking insane okay now this is actually understood by uh people who do like healing work on the planet people who do meditation sessions it's also understand by the power at bees and that's why they have concerts and they try to make you go to church because those are energy harvesting events and energy harvesting centers okay that is their very purpose entities take advantage of this law that's why you got to understand it now this is also why they keep us divided because we truly are stronger together all right and they know that next is the law of peace this tells you that peace comes from within and is a byproduct of surrender if you are not living in peace on the inside you will not see peace in your environment okay so you need to learn to surrender you need to learn to go with the with the flow take on this personality of I can't worry about it I'm not about to sit around worrying myself to death if I can't make my rent I can't make it ain't nothing I'm gonna be able to think and do to make the fucking rent so it just is what it is I'm gonna have to figure out a solution of somewhere to live you know whatever the case may be you have to learn to just it just is what it is okay all right so those are all the laws that I'm gonna go into detail about today but here are some honorable mentions that I feel like y'all should go back and look up there's the law of essence the law of reconciliation the law of justice the law of thought the law of privacy the law of security the law of credibility the law of money the law of poverty the law of free will the law of drama, the law of magic, the law of affection, the law of freedom, the law of projection, and y'all, the list goes on, okay? Now, there are a ton more of these laws, okay? And to be honest, I would have to do a two-part, three-part series for us to get through all of them, okay? So... Always, always, always reconsult these laws when something is happening, where you're experiencing a psychic phenomenon, when anything that is happening that you don't understand, go back to these cosmic laws and it'll be able to help you to gain some clarity about it. All right. Resources for this episode were Cosmic Law Part One and Two from the Esoteric Library by Luxamore. We have the Cosmic Laws of precepts of awareness by larry hansen okay and that wraps up this episode y'all i will see y'all next week and as always i love y'all deep